Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In True. Uh, it's Nigo. Everyone, welcome to the last three digits. Um, I'm Nigo True. I'm Bolasol. I'm Dysonomics. How's, uh, oh. how's everyone doing, man? Like, obviously, we've been, I guess we've been out of lockdown for a minute, but officially, I thought we came out of lockdown on the 19th of July. Yeah. So we're like two weeks, we're two weeks from the shackles. How's everyone doing? Have you, have, were you not telling the truth? You know, like everyone was saying, uh, when COVID's over, they're going to hit 100 raves and that. Were you not lying? What's the reality now? Boy, um, I've been outside small, small. I went to the originals, which was good because it's like a house festival. I don't have a lighthouse. Um, but my boy was like, oh, come on. I was like, if you're asking me to come with you to a house festival... I know you're down bad. So I was like, okay, cool. But it was good. Like, it was like people my age. So I'm 31 and 0.99. I'm 32 in like a month. But it was like people my age and older. And that was just the best. Like, I had such a good time. But I spent so much pee. So, and that's what I've realized. Every time I go out and I come home, and you know, like on your phone, when you use Apple Pay, the notification comes up. I'm just seeing bad digits. I'm like, hmm. Like, can I just call my bank and say, what me? <laughs> yeah, but how many times are you gonna do that? Because once you get to the second or third time in a row, we're gonna be like, we think it was you. <laughs> I'll be like, with blood still, blood still wet in the streets. You're gonna say this is a black man's the liar. What What would you say your correlation to like? You see what you may have said before. So I don't know if you, I can't remember if you guys were saying you'd be going out a lot or not, whatever. Because I think I remember tell it saying that I was probably gonna leave my house more, and I haven't. So how truthful or dishonest were you in comparison to whatever it was you did say when we were locked down? I would say uh, I'm about 60% truthful still. That's a two-one steal. It's a, it's a two-one <laughs> It gets me crazy, right? Because, um, so for example, obviously I've got like friends' birthdays in my calendar. And one of my friends, I said to them, listen, like, you know, they were turning 30. I said, are you doing something? Like, I need you to let me know. And then, because they're a really close friend, they were like, uh, not sure, not sure. Then they were like, yeah, 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 going out. And I was like, are you a hillbilly? Like, because this is this is all now going into it. And you know that you care, obviously, so you want to show up. And then my friend, um, she recently debuted a play. So I was like, all right, cool. And I took her to a, like, um, like a celebration dinner. So I'm just thinking about now how all costs can add up in different ways. Someone hit me up and they they've got something coming up. And that's even like in autumn. And I'm like, bruh, this is all, this is all getting really crazy now. Do you know what I mean? Like cost wise. Um, so I just, yeah, I'm finding that the best way to deal with this is honestly, like look at things from maybe the start of the month and plan for the whole month kind mm-hmm. of vibe, as opposed to just, yeah, I'm on vibes because that money leaving my account, like um, and me not knowing where it's coming from or me spending more, like, literally makes me feel sick. 
<laughs> I'm like um, Nico. I'm pretty. I'm pretty truthful. I've gone out more than I thought I would because I said I'm, I don't care. I'm not going outside. That's what I said in it. But I've been out just to a few random things. So what have I been out since? Uh, so my boy, shout out my boy Kunle. He had his birthday, so I went out to that. That was vibesy. Um, my brother Crystal, she came down from the US, so I had to come out and check her. Uh, what else I did? Obviously, I did the originals. And I feel like I was out last weekend. What did I do? Are you seeing like, so what's taking a hit? Is it like your savings? Like how much you'd be able to save? It's just, the way it is, it's just money. Like, I'm just like, rah, do what? Because I've been indoors for so long, yeah? Like the only money I spent is on a young Uber Eats. Like that's it. Yeah. That's different from like getting flipping Hennessy. Like it's, it's a completely, it's a completely different ball game. And it's just like Uber, Uber back, multiple drinks, maybe buying rounds for your friends, all that type of stuff. It's just like, bro, I haven't done this since like 2019. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just so different. It's like, wait, how was I doing this like more regularly? Like, yeah. or maybe like my perception or my relationship with money has changed where like now, every time I spend a penny, I'm more retrospective. Well, before it's just like, oh, fuck it. Now I'm thinking, rah. I think maybe, it's, maybe, if, maybe it's PTSD from that lockdown. Yeah. Like, I have a friend um, though. She's, she like, she's the type of person she'll make plans with me at least four to six weeks in advance. And like, she budgets her money and like, even the things she's doing to a T. So if I hit her up the next day and say, look, I mean, the day before we're meeting up and say, yo, sorry, like things have changed. Can we do next week she's just like no because it messes with her schedule and stuff like that and mm. I think I'm just trying to be more like that like people try and hit me up like I, I was talking to my friend the other day yeah and she was like oh I miss you Da-da-da-da. like let's let's hang out and then I was just like yeah come to mine or something and no she said something like let's go to dinner I was like no I'm not trying to spend money like randomly she was like gosh yeah like me too then I was like so why are you inviting me to dinner like, how is this making sense? I was like, Different. come fuck me at home. <laughs> Different. I think a lot of people are just... No, 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 no. What's the best way to put it? I think, of course, everyone's been locked down, so so fair play to everyone. I think there is just a bit of an excitement to just leave the house by any means necessary, mm. regardless of the ration behind it. Me and this, we went to... Um, am, I, am I right in saying when we went to... Uh, Taser's new bar, we went... What was that place we went to twice? Wingstop. Wingstop. Me and this went to Wingstop twice in the same evening. For no reason? Yeah. Like, see, that's the thing about going out. Because obviously we went to shout out, um, shout out Taser, shout out Matthew, Faded, Free Shots Tequila, um, Junction House, like, make sure you go check that out, yeah. We obviously went to the opening, bought a couple of drinks, whatever. And then it was like, we're a bit hungry, so let's just go Wingstop. Let's go find something. Nigga wanted calamari, but there's no calamari in flipping Dawson. Don't know what type of bougie ass, bougie ass Zimbabwean this guy is. Anyway, you know, I was like, let's just... Feeling for a calamari, nah. No, no. Nah. I was just saw Wingstop. I was like, oh, let's just grab a young Wingstop. I was like, these wings kind of slap, you know. So on my way home, we went back to Wingstop again. And then when I got home, I was like, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Word yeah. to Paul. Word to Paul from uh, Blue Therapy. Was that really necessary? That's yeah, what I was back. That's what a bank was asked to be. So, yeah, you just like sometimes you just kind of look yellow, like you just let's picking up. Obviously, what a finance person, let's just do this in the most basic way. Yeah, let's say you step out just for a bar on a food. Yeah, boom. Let's say you let we're gonna try to be basic. Let's say you get a two, two drinks, like two cocktails. Cocktails are between eight to 12 pounds. Yeah, maybe 15 if you like something mad, but we're talking something mm. calm. 
So let's just average ten pound, two cocktails, twenty pound already. Gone, cool. Then you're like, all right, cool. Let me go get some wings and some chips or something from a young wing stop. It's like another fourteen. Before you know it, you spent thirty four pound and maybe about eight pound in in the travel or six pound on the travel. You know what I'm saying like average it out. You're 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 at forty pounds for yeah. a quick munch and a juice. And that's very light because I've I was remembered, I've actually been out to eat twice. I went out in the last two weeks. So I went out last week and went out before, and like the bill was like a bills. Yeah. Like, and then when you think about it, and then, or then after I went cinema, so that's like another forty. Yeah. Mm. And so like an out in, I was like, I used to go out to eat and do something else all the time, but I think you just got to be kind of. If obviously, if I'm coming from a finance perspective, you just got to kind of think you like, unless you're flipping Bill Gates, you just got to kind of be a bit strategical with your with your outings. Like, if it's going to be a Yola outing, try and make probably try and make it as cheap and cheerful as possible. Uh, one luckily, when I link up with my friends, we don't usually like go out for drinks, like either the man them will just kick your ball, or my friends come to mine, or I go to theirs. So, obviously, well, not everybody has that, not everybody has that luxury, but. Yeah, like you've got to be strategic. Like, if it's like a birthday, as Bola said, and I know it's coming, like for example, I've got one of my friends' birthday in September, and I've got two weddings in September, so I've already kind of planned for those expenditures. Man, how you feel about those weddings? Um, yeah, one of the people, like, yeah, he's he's a good guy. I've known for minutes. I'm excited for him. The other, I'm pretty close with him, but he's a bit of a bozo. But I'm looking forward to Mm. looking forward to both weddings. Sounds lit, man. Sounds lit. A random fact, yeah. I've never been to a wedding in my life. Is it? You have. Lex. I've been to the end of a wedding. Yeah. Oh, you went to Lex? Yeah, you went to Lex's when he came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to the reception thing. I've never been to like a do you get it? What the church part? Yeah, like I've never been to the actual wedding part. I've been to the party. Okay. Oh I've been to that, yeah, I've been to that a few times. It's bare boring. I hate it. What the church thing? Dead. Shake I'm like, where's the fucking jollof rice, man? Nah, so Hang on time for this shit. In the house of the Lord, that's what you're thinking. I, I can't, I can't. So I, me not going, yeah, started with, so I, t- I attended one with my dad when I was a kid and we left early. Whenever England beat Germany 5-1, yeah, we left early to watch the England game because it was, t- it was taking finished. too long. Um, And then from then, I was just like, yo, this ain't my, ra- this ain't my realm, man. This thing is, it, this thing's boring. And luckily, my dad, my dad always backed it, so... I never had to go. Fair. How do you find weddings? They're so so. Like I'm, I'm here for it. But you know, it's like for me, I'm here for like you know the the two part, the wedding, the reception, and stuff like that. And then I know some people do like additional parts on other days. But I think it's just it just has to be structured in it in like, a certain time out oh, a certain time. It's just when people start to run late, which can actually happen. Like that's why I don't like it. But it's like. Yeah. It just runs late, like bare mayhem and chaos. I'm like, now this feels like a festival. Like, why am I still sitting in the same hard seat, bro? Like, yeah. just say, uh, do it. Let's be go. Let's be going to party, man. I'm done. That's what most people are here for. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, let me not even cap. Listen. Anyway, if I talk about weddings, I'll start to get my head will start to get hot. So let's not even let's not even let's not even go there. Um. That whole thing about people just running up in the wedding, not like on a violent one, but 
I remember um I remember big up Iowa Matthews. I remember like I think bare people oh. that weren't invited went to his wedding or something. Crazy. And he him and his missus complained about it on Twitter as as they rightfully should. And then people were people thinking, were angry at them, angry at them complaining. Blood. I said, how entitled is this event that people can literally say to you, stop complaining, at least people came to your wedding? Huh? What? We didn't ask you to come. Yeah, blood. Like, I don't think people understand that how expensive weddings are. So people are budgeting for the people they've invited. So you bring your fast, hungry-ass self and your hungry-ass kids to somebody else's wedding. It's just uh, fucking uh, cheeky. Uh, it's so cheeky. That's the mad. Get, the day I get married, boy, social media will find out after, boy. That's a vibe. Bola, um, when you get married, are you going to allow people to snap it? I don't know. Well, I, hopefully not. But you just sometimes you have to question how much you can control. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, if I can control it, I'd just be like, look, I'd appreciate it. But one thing I've even clocked is even if you tell people and stuff, there's always you know, one or two people who feel super close to you who'll be who will be like, they won't mind. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. and then one other person will be like, oh well if that person doesn't mind, they won't mind me. Or even if it's like a, a family member. So obviously I'd prefer not some but... I've had some people have done no phones at weddings. Yeah, I've gone to a wedding where there was no phones. They took our phones and they put them all in like really Yeah. Was it like, was it because of like, I don't know, the person was a celeb or was it like, was there a reason? No, it was no, they just, they just didn't want their wedding on social media. So, yeah. but, they had sec- but they had security. Sick. I've, I've asked how people's weddings say no kids. Yeah. Fair. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Oh, so my peeps, my peeps, my peeps, my peeps, topic of the day, yeah? So um, obviously I've been looking into like charities and stuff. Um, I think we've, we've sort of had brief conversations on these before, you know, some charities have hidden costs, some charities have been a little scam, not scams, but scandals. I know um, uh, Red Nose Day had a scandal where I think it was in 2019 uh, they were being questioned not like police question, but like um, media outlet <laughs> question, um, because I think they had like 117 million pounds cash in their reserves and people were questioning, because I think that was more than they even was donated that year. So people were like, what, like people need this money. Um, why are you guys not actively using it? Um, et cetera, et cetera. What's you guys' thoughts on, sounds like a weird question, but keeping c- cash reserves when you're, a charity, do you think every penny should go towards the cause or do you think, yo, you should keep some money for, I don't know what they were keeping it for? I think it's ridiculous. Like, okay, any company charity has to have reserves, right? And has to have overheads. So it just doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't make sense to not have reserves. If anything, I think it's somewhat irresponsible if they didn't have anything because you just think, if you've made, especially I don't know a setup, but let's say that they're saying, oh, we donate regularly to cause X. How can you now out of nowhere, like just be like, oh, there's no reserves. Like the whole point is it's like you plan ahead for these type, types of things. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think this year? Um, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in complete agreement with you. Like you have to, you have to have, you, you have to run to be efficient. Do you know what I mean? So, and obviously 
people if you want people to work they're gonna have to be paid but i do think like it's a tricky one because at the end of the day you're a non-profit organization so some of your some of your business strategies like I think it's, I think maybe the issue I the issue I have with charities is that some are maybe too big, and I think being too big as a charity probably isn't the best thing because too much of your funds are going into operational instead of to what you're actually doing. And being a big charity, able to raise man money, that's why I kind of like looking at um, the smaller charities because I know that these people are literally just working for free sometimes or taking a minimum, and like a lot of the money they receive is going to whatever cause there is, like. Yeah. Like I'm, I'll never forget when I looked at um, children in need or those type of things, and I saw how much of each pound actually goes to the pe- to the cause, to the said cause, and I was absolutely rattled. Like I'll never forget that day. And even when you look at how much some of the buses buses um, earn, you'll be surprised. So I've got a, I've got like a ranking here, yeah. And this is like basically the annual income of certain companies and the highest earner salary. So number one is Welcome Trust. They have an annual income of 484.8 million. So almost half a billion in annual income. And their highest earner salary, listen to this, is 3 million a year. Mad. Mad. Charity, somebody that working at charity is making 3 million a year. And they have 20, 286 members of staff earning over 60 bags. Mad. I wonder what some of their roles are like. When I hear that, I'm just like, okay, so like, I just want to know what do you like? What does each person do? To yeah, you? I'm assuming, and some of these people are probably like the the leaders, the CEOs, and stuff like that. I know um, Comet Relief have over thirty staff earning over 60, 60 racks. Um, five taking over, taking home over a hundred thousand. Um, yeah, but again, obviously, it depends on the job role. Do you know what I'm saying? Regardless of if it's a charity, if you're out there doing the the tech mazine, you know what I'm saying? The chat Oxfam can't say to you, "Yo, I'm gonna give you seventy two pound." It's true. It's actually true. So it depends on the role. I guess obviously some people argue that you know some of these CEOs or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, aren't doing much, but you, you could probably. I think that's just more of an assumption of CEOs in general, rather than it being charity based. And yeah, I think. I think I can't remember what topic it was when we discussed this, but there's also a, always a dialogue of the better you compensate people for their workload is the better work they'll do, and effectively the more money you'll generate. If if you've got, for instance, oh yeah, I think we'll talk about with um mad. I think we're talking about like religious leaders actually. If you um if you give a CEO of a charity say eighteen grand a year. Um, yeah, that's all cute, whatever, because you can say, you know, more money's going towards the cause, but then at the same time, that CEO is going to have to get another job or something else to make up more money to look after their family. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think I'm for giving like CEOs of charities like less, like way less. I guess you've got to try and find that balance. Yeah, what do you definitely. Think about that? No, I agree. Like, I what Nigo said about like people need to be compensated. There are people I've heard of who've worked in really high positions in finance, and then they've kind of quit to take a job in a charity. And I think the first thing I used to think is, oh, like that's so noble. Then I look and I'm like, well, no, they're still probably on six figures. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I'm clocking is that, like, as well with that whole charity gig, it's it's about who you know because. 
although they can be on a lot of money, I get that at times it's, you have to kind of look at the allocation that they get in a year. And sometimes they have to find ways to spend that money. So I remember being in college and then like, you know, there's a student union and they're, they're given 10K. But what happens, for example, is if you don't spend all of that 10K or as much as close to it as possible, then they can look at the next year and say, well, maybe we don't need to give you that much money. So I sometimes think what also happens is that people have to use up the budget that they have for the year. And then like, I don't know, if a celebrity or whoever it is or a big company decides, look, we really believe in this individual who works for the company or we believe, I mean, works for the charity or um, we really believe in the charity and they decide to make a 10 million donation, you have to do something with the money as well, if that makes sense. So um, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get big salaries, but hey, if you're a really big organization, everybody knows you and the money's pouring in, what are you really supposed to do with that? Because, yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So there's a percentage on how much money goes um, towards, uh, what's it called? Goes towards um, the charitable act activities. So, you know, like actually fulfilling what the charity is meant to do. Um, and in the UK, the, the average is, is a mad, um, mad large number. It's 26% to 87%. Mm. However, the way they explain that is for smaller charities and newer charities, it tends to be more percent going towards the charitable activities, bigger charities, et cetera, et cetera have um less money than the smaller charities going towards the charitable activities and obviously you can argue that for like you know overheads and um how much the ceo needs to make and the the workers etc i think the average pay for charity workers in the uk is over 27 grand um but obviously take into consideration that's over eight hundred and twenty-seven thousand people so many different types of roles etc etc um but yeah, I find that quite interesting because when I was looking at charities, what it seems to be is a lot of charities at the very start, no matter how big they are, are on this, we're going to save the world, 100% goes towards um, everyone that's dying, whatever, we're disgusted at all those people that are taking any sort of cuts. And then years into it, um, they they realise they need to eat um, and how much work it takes. So I think I kind of, not kind of I kind of get the premise of um paying people etc etc have you guys ever used stuff like GoFundMe never um when you say used it personally or like donate like donated like used it in any fashion whether yeah just any fashion yeah 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 to yeah I've used it to would you call it um to donate okay I, yeah. I set up a go <clears throat> sorry I set up a GoFundMe for mental health as well Oh, sick, sick. Last year, so I think last uh, 2020, 2020, when so many things were happening, oh, like, yeah. you know, like people were dying, I uh, raised money for charity. Sick, sick, yeah. sick. And then I just made sure I was like quite transparent with where that money went to, and it went to um, black therapy funds and stuff like that for for four people to get access to, I think, like four sessions. Yeah. Oh, I remember you did that. That was sick. Yeah, yeah that's sick. So it's quite interesting, like, so GoFundMe itself started in 2010. It started popping in, like, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, there's, like, loads of different things like that. Um, GoFundMe say that they're the only crowdfunder that don't have what's called a platform fee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they had it before, but now they're saying they don't have it. A platform fee essentially is a set fee that you pay to start a GoFundMe on that page. Like, start a GoFundMe page, they say they only take a... 
I want to get the exact number, but off head, it's a one point, oh, 2.9% um, uh, for what's it called, administration, et cetera, et cetera. But quite, what's quite interesting is because you'd think like 2.9%, we've seen all the gold families, you know, millions and millions of pounds have been raised on that on that platform. So you'd think like that's probably where they get their most uh, money from. Do you guys want to guess where uh, gold families, where the majority of their money comes from? Advertising? I was going to say that. Direct donations to GoFundMe. Wait, what? Niggas are funding GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> Niggas are paying. Nah, nah I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to lose it. Nah, no, why? Yeah, why not? That doesn't shock me that it's the biggest contribution because how many people. Like, I'm sorry, for every 100 people that donate to a cause on GoFundMe, how many people do you think actually stop to think about the platform in that 100? One, two? If that, you don't care. You think, I've done my part. You're yeah, now yeah. to do my part plus your part as well. You're thinking, this is long. I just want to get out of here. So they need those. Remember when Wikipedia used to do it a lot as well? Yeah, it's a bit like big man. I'm not trying to do my coursework, cuz allow me, blood. And the matter <laughs> thing is, you know, you just said this. I don't even know if that was you or Wikipedia that wrote that line. I can't even lie. Wikipedia <laughs> was mad cheeky with it, blood. Like, yes, it's true. Man's, man's, we can't. I could have, I could have, I could have come into like Rihanna's Wikipedia page and edit it and be like, um, Rihanna Fenty, uh, early life. Rihanna Fenty used to date Ayatomi Distu in her early life in the Bahamas. <laughs> da, 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 da. They had a very fruitful relationship, but he felt like he was moving on to bigger, better things. Like, I can literally put it on Wikipedia and they're talking about donate to their PayPal. Why don't you yeah, suck out? I start using Wix Wikipedia, blood. Yeah, get out of here, cuz. Go make a Google blog, blood. Don't come what's over what, here. Bolo, Bolo what's the wildest thing? What is the most shameless thing you've seen people do a GoFundMe for? Somebody wanted a house because they were. T- <laughs> there was. Uh, a- wait, 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 wait. Go on, no, go on, go on, go on. Somebody, so this is just what I saw through like the grapevine of social media. Somebody wanted a house. I think they were saying that their living situation was unbearable, and they were raising forty. 000- <laughs> thousand I just can't even say it without without laughing. They were raising forty thousand for. What? Yeah, for them to get a house. But like, was it like? Was it like that? <laughs> Obviously, you can't know what's behind the scenes, but did the situation their situation wasn't dire from what I read. It was just like a lot of different. Have you ever seen yet? Oh, I don't know if I can say this. Say it anyway, man. Cool. Well, you can give a have, have you ever seen situations where it's like someone puts a situation on GoFundMe? Yeah, and don't get me wrong, the situation is bad. But it doesn't need this result. Mm. So I'll give you I'll give you a made up example, right? So us three last three digits, we do the last three digits. You know, we do the pod, whatever, yeah. And this who starts making me feel unwelcome, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to do that since episode one, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I say I'm gonna raise a hundred thousand pounds to start my own podcast. If you uh, raise a hot, sorry. <laughs> If he was to get that, I'd be like, I'm taking him to court. Me, me and Dishon turned it up to court like, he has to share that with us. 
I'm about to I say, I'm about to say, listen, be a baller of 33,000 of that. I bother didn't even want to use no no law terms. He has to share that. With, you know when you go, you know when you go to your mom. You know when you go to your mom. You know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been seeing things where, don't get me wrong, there needs a solution. Mm. But I'm looking at it like. Like, 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 for instance, you're asking for like 300 grand for a house. You you could just get like a couple months rent and then pick up a job. Like, yep. Let me say one because like this one actually makes me so sick. Yeah, and it might not make people. So there's this guy. He's like a really cool guy. He's got his YouTube page doing his thing, and then he's like, "Oh, guys, I really want to take my YouTube to the next level." So he did a GoFundMe to get a MacBook. And I'm sorry. Are you capping? I'm not capping. That's really... again. Oh. And I, I and obviously you never know people. Did he get it? Did he get it? Because the, if the ends, what's the word? End... Bro, he got three bags. Yeah. But he's getting. He's getting. He either got the MacBook the and had and had change to go and get himself some Yeezys, or he got him the hella peak MacBook that fucking that Steve Jobs would have been banging, bro. Like fully spec, bro. Life size. He's stepping on the keyboard. Life size. <laughs> and you know, and you know, do you know, he had enough P to get the accessories from Mac. And you know, you get accessories from Apple. No, that Apple yeah, accessories yeah. are bare P's. All, all, like... all your accessories are white. See my accessories. They're black, gray. You know what I'm saying? All of his accessories. Bro, no, obviously like if you want like a sleeve for your MacBook or your iPad, you go on Amazon, a young 10, 15. If you yeah. go to Apple Store, is eighty pound. That's where he got his accessories from. I'll tell you because he had free you... bags. He had change to spare from. I'll be real. You'll be best surprised about like how much people want to donate to people. You know, like yeah. I still remember. Yeah, like um, I did something with this company a few years back, whatever. And I didn't know what uh, what's the word? What's the word called when people just want to look for things to donate to, or like give money to? What are they called? Philanthrop- philanthropist. Yes. I didn't know what a philanthropist was back then. <laughs> it seems like I don't know now, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Like, I'd never heard of the term at all. And I remember we're sitting in this meeting, right? And we're like, okay, how do we raise the money to do this project or whatever? And the, and the guy sitting next to me is like, I know a few philanthropists or whatever, do you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. Blood, for whatever this project is, he called up someone, yeah, and said, hey, man, uh, doing this project, didn't give much detail, said, I need 10 grand for the project. The guy said, sure, mate, I'll um, get that over to you within the next two days. It was done, yeah? Mad. I sp- I, my eyes had opened into that realm. Of course, there's people that do it for the sake of, you know, they want to see progression. You have, like, for instance, um, God bless um, Stormzy and Dave, who are like, you know, they're trying to do it towards um, black based uh, um, organizations and writers and et cetera, et cetera. But there are people that are genuinely, genuinely sitting there with a load of money and saying, I just want to give it to someone. Hey, do you remember random? Yeah, speaking of philanthropy, and this really rattles me and it kind of makes me sick. Yeah, remember when Notre Dame, like, was it went on fire? Do you remember? Yeah, and then all the people from all over the world, hella bread, were donating to Notre Dame, and everybody was like confused, like, there's other stuff happening in the world. It's because with that level of philanthropy, it's like your name, it's like, what did first of all, it's a tax write off, so we donate to charity, I'm not so a lot of people, it's a tax write off, but also. That gives you kind of lust on a law, like yeah, like your name might get put in Notre Dame or whatever. I want to try to get the figures up now because I did a podcast on it because I was so I was so angry, yeah. I could not believe. I don't know where, where did I put this? 
No, I was in my Google Sheets. Um, I cannot believe how much money they raised. It was literally hundreds of millions. Mad, mad. Yeah, and they did it in such a short space of time as well. So short, Bola, yeah. It just, it felt crazy in comparison to like when you, how you hear like other people are, are dying and like the fact that they don't care. But Nigo, something you touched on earlier about like, people wanting to give away money. One of the things that I've heard and I've learned is literally that um, even people who have money learn not to give away their own money. Like, and that's, yeah, and that's really important as well. So that's not necessarily about charity, but I noticed that, that yeah, of course, there's people who want to give away money, but um, also they don't also like to spend their own money. I remember going to one particular foundation course and one of the I had no idea one uh old guy was talking to me we we're just having general chit chat and he was like what do you think of this foundation and then I was just like yeah I like it and you know what it represents and he was just like okay and he just tapped my hand and someone told me later like he made a really nice donation and I was just like oh okay so yeah there's just people who are just looking as you said to just give away giveaway racks but i guess sometimes to some people it's about the cause yeah so i've got i've got i've got in front of me yeah so this was in march 2019 or april 2019 so france henry pinot family so they're like a a illustrious family they donated 100 million euros so bear in mind this is to fix notre dame like they donated 100 um the rival family of the france henry pinot family which is bernard arnott and that's the CEO of Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. So that's the richest man in Europe. Like their companies just got mad peace. He pl- he saw that he said, What? 100 M's? 100, 100 M's? Hey, yo, yo, give me my checkbook. 200 <laughs> M's, double that. <laughs> he, he donated 200 M's. The Bentecourt Mays family um, that own L'Oreal, they matched a pledge of 200 million. Patrick Poyan, the CEO of Total, offered 100 million. Apple CEO Tom Cook tweeted he'll donate. I don't know how much, but like literally within three days, they got over over a billion euros. I'm looking here and it's it's telling me, and I don't know how accurate this is because I haven't got into the whole article, it will cost around $197 million to fix Notre Dame. So I don't know what the extra P's going for, posters, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. They'll use it for something else. So as you said, you spoke about reserves. Yeah, they'll have those reserves there. They'll think, oh yeah, this will do us for the next five years. One one thing about charitable donations and stuff like that, at least it allows people to build for a bit. Yeah, yeah facts, facts. Um, so what percentage of the UK do you guys think um donated to charity in the last year? Eight percent. Probably probably quite high. Um sixty percent. Wow. But well, is basically a genius. Sixty four. Oh, sorry, man. I was a cynic. I said 8%. No, a lot of people are probably feeling away. The average monthly donation was £45. Um, wow. Women, okay. Uh, I said it already. Women are more likely than men to give to animal charities. Um, 31 20%. Huh? Imagine my shock. <laughs> this, would you give to an animal charity? No. There's still humans dying. Like, they're just I, just, I just wish we could have like an AGM as like, uh, as humans, right? And just be like, there needs to be an order in which we're all doing things. Oh my goodness. No, seriously, everybody has their own agenda. And I think that's, that's where the segregation comes from. But I'm like, hum- I get, you know, animal, but 
God says humans rule over the animals kind of like <laughs> something has to come first and something has to go second. Like we need to end one thing like world okay, world poverty for humans first. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then like or like yeah, slave like slavery, like some people are still slaves in certain countries. Like we need to work in a particular order as opposed to just jump into other things. Cause it's not it's not just animals, people can there's so many random causes that everyone has these days, but Sorry, go on anyway, Nico. No, it's cool. It's quite interesting. If um, Speaking of what you're saying, so I'm looking right now. Um, there are two animal charities within the top 10 um, of, like, uh, most popular charities, that charities that receive the most money. The top three are quite, quite um, not quite, very, very good causes. So I'll give you top 10 from 10 to 1. So there's Alzheimer's Society. Um, number nine is the Samaritans. Number eight is Alzheimer's Research UK. Number seven is RSPCA. Number six is Batsy Dogs and Cats. Number five is St. John's Ambulance. Four is Mary Curie. Three is Macmillan Cancer Support. Two is British Heart Foundation. And number one is Cancer Research UK. Um, a quite interesting... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Um, but I'll say it anyway. That's literally <laughs> basically my brand. Um... I do find it quite interesting in the UK um, that, and I'm talking, I'm I'm very big. Like I, I hate cancer. I've lost grandparents to it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I do find it quite interesting uh, the situation the UK is in, where only one of their top ten charities are dedicated to helping poor people um, as like a main goal. Um, I, I find that in, I'm not saying that I don't know what it means. I haven't had enough time to process it in my brain. I've just seen this now, but I'd say maybe Samaritans is the only one that's. And even when I go to 11, 12, 11 is guide dogs. Um, yeah. All of these are very important charities. I just find it interesting that I'm at number 20 and there's still only one of 20 that's dedicated to helping poor people, which I find quite interesting. Mm. I'm not shocked. I think if you look at how the media works in this country, they kind of it's like a certain disdain and lack of empathy with people who are less fortunate. But because a lot of people um, in this country kind of feel like because of their experience, they feel like if you because obviously school is readily available and if you do okay in school, you tend to be able to get like a, a, dec- a decent enough job to kind of maintain yourself. They kind of, so people kind of think it's not that hard to like make a living or you're not working hard enough but you just don't understand some people's circumstances and the cards they were dealt is different from the majority of the country so like i really i really caught this when 20 20 whenever i think i remember 2017 2017 i think it was i can't remember the year of grenfell when i was working and the way people were talking about the people that were in grenfell tower mm. so that oh, there are a lot of a lot of them were probably scroungers anyway i was like why yeah, because because I was like, but because they're migrants and they're poor people, like, why do you think they they don't work hard because they have money? They probably work longer hours than you. I said they probably work longer hours than us. They probably have two, three jobs. Mm-hmm. Some of them, some of them, are work two, three jobs and they're the only earner in their house. Mm-hmm. Like these people work just as hard as everyone else. And immigrants don't tend to um, claim benefits as much as domestic people, anyway. So it's just, but obviously when you have shows that benefit fraud, 
that are around benefit frauds and you see them stories in the local tabloids, the the stereotype of poor people is those people are lazy, really dumb and don't want to do anything when it's just really that some people just aren't as fortunate. Yeah, I think like it seems like anyway, the perception of, of um people that are doing lesser off in, in the UK is that they're treated as if to say they're extras. Because like, in they're just they're, like they're it, it, I even I'll be I'll be transparent like even like growing up I used to think to myself like how many I think it was only when I was like my early not only but in my early teens when I where I would stop and talk to them and if I'm transparent my my connection with people like on the streets more came because I would see people that I sort of knew not my friends you know what I'm saying they weren't people like I was close with but like for instance you know you'd see like people that were from your area one day cool and then the next day not literally but metaphorically the next day on the streets do you know what i'm saying and it used to make me think right like it can it can literally happen to anyone anyone bro i think a lot of people are detached from that do you know what i'm saying um so yeah man i, I obviously i wish i wish more could be done um to get these people off the streets because even like I, I, you know, I hate this narrative, and and maybe it's just me, but I'll just say it. I hate this narrative of um, you know, never give um people on the streets money because they're gonna buy drugs or whatever. And they might. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they won't. They might. Um, but sometimes people actually need the money more than the food, especially if everyone that's going past them is just giving them food, and they they still need somewhere to sleep that night. Do you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes you can get like a. So you can get a, a bed for like fifteen pound all the way up to like you know a hundred plus whatever if you know if the shelters run out, um, and also like um, it's it's this implication or this assumption that anyone on the street, everyone on the street, is there because they're a drug drug head. Some people genuinely just need those finances to get back on their feet. Yeah, I've so um, shout out my friend Shamila. She had a play. Um, marry me now love me later and one of the things somebody was homeless in the play and what we could see from behind the scenes was that he was actually married with a kid but the but his ex-wife kind of basically accused him of doing certain things and then the police found out and then the police arrested him he lost his job etc and that's how he ended up on the street so it had nothing to do with drugs but yeah I think people always make assumptions about how people got there Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. And I can't even remember the percentage, but the amount of amount of people that have gone to war for this country and are now homeless as a result of coming home tonight and where... That really makes me sick, you know. Imagine that. You fight for a country. I'm not for them fighting for the country, like, do you know what I'm saying? That's whatever. Yeah, period. But, like, I'm just looking at the moral high ground of the government. Are you, like, people are literally not throwing away, but you know their their mental health is, skin. Mental health is yeah. You know what I'm saying is is deteriorating. Fighting for you and they're on the streets while you lot are walking past them. It's, it's mad. It's mad. Yeah. It's but yo, any any last thoughts you guys want to speak about with regards to the charities? If you see me do a uh, go find me for a protect. Don't say nothing. Just donate. You understand. You know, Wait, if random one. If you did have to do a GoFundMe for something, anything, what would it be? A, would it really be a protect? Nah. Um, do you know what? If if it's something to their heart, if it'll be for something, I'll I'll make it useful. So, a house. <laughs> but um, 
Oh. I just thought like a tramp, like doing a GoFundMe for a house. So yeah, yeah, probably probably a house, probably probably a house. Yeah, if I had if I had to do for I want to do GoFundMe for anything, but if I had no choice, I had to do GoFundMe for something. It'll be a mortgage deposit for London House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, probably, probably the same. Probably the same, but my heart couldn't tweet it. Like, I'd tell my brethren to tweet it on my account. Mm. Like, I couldn't press the button. And if anyone asked me how it's going, I'll deny it. Like, face to face. I can't lie. No, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Go find me. But we saw, we we saw, we saw the YouTube video. You're in the house. No, YouTube. I don't even have internet. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literal (laughs) right now, actually. I'm but um yeah man big up charities and for, for people that help individually like um please keep doing so um yeah do you know what I'm saying like big up Bola uh, for what she did last year um and people who do it on a regular basis it's, it's 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 beautiful to see and it's such a great reminder to help other people as well big yeah. up Monica Lee I know she also runs a charity on the side so big up Monica big up my host Big up Tutu's podcast for, um, I think it was, uh, I could be wrong, so forgive me if I am, I believe it was an LGBTQIA um, uh, mental health charity. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Last year, well, well something, yeah, they raised they raised money for uh, mental health within the LGBTQ plus um, community. Uh, yeah. community. Last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Shout out. Big, big up, I think it was, it was, Big money as well, which means yeah. big resources. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I can't think of anyone else I've had, so apologies if you know I, I know you and I mentioned it. But yeah, big up everyone else, you know, raising money. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, big up uh, the 17 Black Lives Matter organizations that raise money for a jacuzzi. <laughs> I'm uh, dead. <laughs> I am dead. Hey, remember when they were like, "Yo, you all raise a bill? Where's where's it at?" And then we start to find out that bare man in a thing aren't even black. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't show our identity because <laughs> it's dangerous and we've already spent it on bus downs and trips to the Maldives. <laughs> but best if you George Floyd, though, nah, I'll never forgive them. Crazy. Nah, man. I hear that, man. Yeah, they got VJ and them, man. Then. But, um, yeah, now nah, we've been the last three digits. Um, salute. Sending your suggestions, people. Um, yeah, man. We need to check. Yeah, we need to check our emails because we've had a couple of um, messages as well. Oh, well, well, I did the confession for us. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get round to we'll read it's it. It's Paula's job check emails, guys. So blame her. Who said that? Who said that? What me? It's last three. It's last three. Last yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll all get through to it. Do you know what I'm saying? We'll take accountability. If anything, um, mm. all three of us will try and. Um, individually pick a topic from what you guys have emailed send us I don't think I don't think any topic is too small do you know what I'm saying even if it is a terrible topic we could probably expand on it do you know what I'm saying so don't worry about being a bad human being um, yeah welcome to the last three digits um, yeah because I've got to go last so you lot got to say your names you know what I'm saying yeah and Bolasol don't forget to check us out on our Twitter and Instagram as well the um the last three digits you know where to find us and three digits pod at gmail.com um if you've got any suggestion points you don't know I've been this and yeah stay safe bye guys my album's out on Friday get that go get that uh I'm excited for that oh now we're talking about another pod's ending
Thank you. I appreciate it. Though. I'm, excited. I'm excited. Pre-order that. Pre-order that. You know where you can get it. iTunes. Love where it. else? Come on, Nigo. Plug it. All of that. All of that. Uh, the album's called Before I Fall in Love Again. Um, yeah, pre-order that everywhere, man. Do you know what I'm saying? iTunes. If you use Spotify, if you use Pandora, um, all of them, all of them music things. If you use Pandora, and share it on sharing your Insta stories, let people know that you're listening to it, and no. tag us or retweet it. Yeah. And look out for the This Is Interlude track four. Anyways, there's no, there's no This Is Interlude. <laughs> is, I hate that I believed it for all of two yeah. seconds. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing doing an interlude?" Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'll be when I when I'm on Shabo's interview interlude. You'll see why Shabo's interlude, brother. Don't worry about that, brother. Sure. All right, this this body's head. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>